Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Everything Auburn is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So just head to the website or you can use your mobile device to sign up and get in on the action today. But remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Campbell in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, honor. Touchdown, honor. A miracle. It turns hair. Nothing but green grass ahead of him. Hard as they're going to try. They're not keeping this buck off this field tonight. 100 yards. Can you believe it? I still can't believe it. Now presenting Believe in Everything Auburn with your hosts, Taylor Davis. And Jason Campbell. War Eagle, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn. I am Taylor Davis. He is Jason Campbell. Nothing new there. We're back. And the newness is my environment. Because your girl moved to Nashville. Yeehaw. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of Baller. weeks. <laughs> it's been a crazy couple of weeks, but I am settled into my new town. If any of our listeners reside in Nashville, let me know some restaurant recs or anything else. I am open to input. And uh, one thing that stays the same is this podcast and our love for Auburn. And so we are back and hopefully more consistent now that summer is uh, in full swing and settling in. But we are getting closer and closer to some fall ball. And so we have plenty to talk about. And We have a guest. We love when that happens too. Linebackers coach Josh Aldridge is going to be joining us at the end of the show to talk a little bit about this upcoming season, what the past few months has been like for this coaching staff. So it's a great day to be back on the pod with my guy, Jay. Yeah, what's up, world? You definitely want to tune in to hear what what he has to say and Coach Aldridge. So if you're a fan of of football and you like contact, You get a chance to hear a little bit about what to expect from Auburn's defense in 2023. Exactly. We've got the guy to talk about that. But first, let's just talk a little bit about what's been going on. SEC Media Days are happening next week, Monday through Thursday in Nashville. Auburn will be on Tuesday. So it will be Coach Freeze and three players. And those have been announced today as well. It is going to be Luke Deal, Elijah McAllister, and Cam Stutz representing Auburn at Media Day. All of them will take podium. They will all be asked questions by the media. You can only imagine how many questions Coach Freeze is going to get about, A, this opportunity, which we know, you know, was riddled with a lot of conversation, but B, the quarterbacks. And I will be paying close attention to any inclination that he gives us just on where that stands and what he's looking for. So I will be our boots on the ground, getting as much inside as I possibly can, and we'll report back after next week. But um, another thing I wanted to mention, Jay, is Auburn fans just continue to show why we are one of the best fan bases in the country. And am I biased? Yes, but you also can't convince me otherwise. We have sold out 
of season tickets, and it is a new record number, 63,500 season tickets. And that does not include student section. So that doesn't even include the kids in school there. 63,500. The last record was 62,900. So if you think that the past two years did anything to the commitment of this fan base, you are sadly mistaken. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, if you're a, a player that wants to come play at a school and that you know you only have fan support, you know, Auburn shows you why. Uh, like I said, people love football in the state of Alabama. Uh, Auburn is, you know, one of the top 10 football programs in college football when you think about it as a whole and what it means to college football. Um, when we're good, we're good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just got to get back to being more consistently good uh, where you're having winning seasons year after year after year, you know, yeah. not having this, these roller coasters that we've had over the last three years. Um, you know, it's just, we got to get back to that mindset. And I think it all starts now. And I think the fans are showing everyone why they're so encouraged and, and so enthused about wanting to see something new and yeah. it's just a new energy. And, uh, and people have high expectations, but I think they're realistic expectations. You know, if this team goes out this year and wins the national championship, who expected it? So there's no <laughs> harm loss. but if they go out and win, you know, eight games, nine games, I think people still look at this as a great year going in the right direction. You know, I always say, don't put any number on it because you just never know what's going to happen. Who would have thought yeah. TCU would have ended up in a national championship against Georgia last year? You know, so uh, you just never know. So I just say, you know, stay tuned. Uh, it all starts, everyone wants to know, quarterback position. Um, and then it's going to trickle down to, you know, from there to see what this team looks like. Do you have a guess at this point? I guess a uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say, cause I always want to give everybody a, a real chance. I would say going into, because let's be honest and fair. Robbie went through spring. Peyton Thorne wasn't here. Right. Uh, so Peyton has had to have a lot of catch up this summer. Mm-hmm. So the only way we know if he's caught up, uh, how much he knows is going to come in those first two weeks of uh, fall camp. And I think going into fall camp, you know, I would probably have to say, you know, it's probably going to be they're going to get 50-50 reps. And I think coach will probably make a decision after those first two and a half weeks because then you have to start gearing up for the first game. And right. I would say this, though, I can see a scenario where if Peyton was named a starter, that Robbie still gets some form of reps in games because of his uh, ability to extend plays and, and ability to put pressure on defenses from a running standpoint. Yeah. Uh, now, if it's the opposite way around, if Robbie's the starter, I don't see them having a package for Peyton. You no. know what I'm saying? So, because he's not a, a dual threat like that. Like he can run, but he's not like a, a dual threat. So, right. you know, I just feel like, you know, there it's a good problem to have, put it that way. You know, last year at this point, we didn't have this type of problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, uh, you know, a bunch of inexperienced guys, put it yeah. that way. Now you have two experienced guys with Robbie getting reps last year, but Peyton being a two-year starter, I think pays a lot of dividends in, the, in improving this roster. Right. I am very inclined to think that this situation is set for just that, and this coaching staff expects that. So I think fall is more about confirming that intention or seeing something totally opposite. But I think that that's probably the direction it's headed. Uh, But 
I think it's up to Robbie kind of like Robbie, Robbie has a lot to show. I think that Peyton does too, but for Robbie, we know what he can do and how effective it can be. But you know, the, the league is changing to the point that you know what to expect a little bit out of running quarterbacks like that. And these defenses are so well equipped to shut it down that it can't be your entire offensive identity. We saw that last year when we tried to do that with Robbie. So that dimension has to be added and whether it's from Robbie or it's Peyton and Robbie, I'm not saying it's going to be a rotating quarterback situation, but if both of those skill sets stay the exact same way that they are right now, I think they both get used. So I agree with you there. Well, we will all watch all 63,500 of us will watch and see that quarterback battle unfold. It was funny. I had some people text me when the news came out that Auburn sold out season tickets and people were saying Auburn is equal parts loyal and delusional. And I thought that was kind of appropriate because in lieu of everything that this, you know, program has gone through and the uncertainty and even some of the skepticism around coach freeze to sell out these tickets and break records of all years. We're not talking about the year after a national championship or the year of of Cam Newton or uh, this year, really? Like it's loyal and delusional. We'll take that. Also, congrats to LSU baseball for having the first two picks in the MLB draft in 0% surprise. Number one overall pick, Paul Skeens. Number two overall pick, Dylan Cruz. So really a generational team. And those two, I fully expect, are going to have incredibly lucrative careers. Well, the SEC LA. owns the drafts. Women's basketball, you yep. know. NFL. Uh, yeah, NFL. So We got to work NBA. on NBA. But, you know, yeah, NBA was Wimbenyama, second. we'll you know, let him have it. It was second. <laughs> you know, how are you going to pass up on a 7-4, you know, basically shooting guard because he doesn't go in the post. <laughs> so. Did you see that he – is avoiding media for the rest of summer league. Yeah. I don't think that's the right idea. Somebody needs to kind of get to him and kind of say, you want to kind of build a relationship with the media so people can understand your personality because one thing about it, you don't want to get on the opposite side of where I'm not talking to media and they portray it as something else. And then all of a sudden you start having good games in the season. You want the media to put your content out there and they're like, no, we're not doing it. But if you don't have a good season, now you're going to get the backlash instead of having a relationship where they kind of would have looked out for you. Now they're going to be putting everything out there. Was he overrated? Was he all all these things that happens? You know, that's why you got to have a good relationship with, with media personnel. I don't think he really gets it at this point. You know, I think this is a whole new world. It's a whole new world for all of them, but his situation in particular, I don't know that I've ever seen the amount of coverage and hype about a kid who has never played in a game in the league. You know, I mean, we were so hyped, huh? LeBron. Yes, but media coverage is even higher now in terms of platform and amount. I, I mean, like Facts. what this kid is dealing with, he is one of the biggest names in sports. I, I just think that this is such an interesting, he was in the news because he ran into Britney Spears or something like this is, this has to be such a crazy whirlwind for him. And oh, yeah. Part of me respected it that he he was like, give me the summer to like get my feet under me and like get situa- situated. I don't want to be asked about bumping into Britney Spears. Like I just got here, you know, yeah, but used to it, though. Just... I do understand that that's part of the territory and you're yeah. the number one overall pick and this is just the beginning for you. So yeah. 
To whom much is given, much is required. required. We love that. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our interview, people. We are so excited to welcome Coach Josh Aldridge. Let's go. All right, everybody. Well, let's get to the main event. As promised, Jay and I are so excited to be joined by the Auburn linebackers coach, Josh Aldridge. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's a busy time for you guys. It's been busy ever since you got hired. Back in December, you guys really hit the ground running. So Jay and I definitely appreciate your time, War Eagle. And uh, I guess I'll just start with kind of what I just said. It's it's certainly been a whirlwind since this coaching staff took over. A lot of coverage on how much you guys put into the portal, into recruiting, into rebuilding this roster. Just kind of talk me through what the last six months have been like for you guys kind of taking the reins of this football program. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, you know, I had a pretty good inclination I was coming to Auburn but I was actually the interim head coach at Liberty so I had to coach at the through the bowl game so I yeah. didn't get down here as quick as some of the other coaches um so I I didn't even get to be very involved or not involved at all in uh that December signing period sure. um so I was really only involved in the January period which was obviously all transfers and then um and then just getting ready for spring ball you know we started spring kind of early for a new staff and uh just with some scheduling things and all that. So uh, it was definitely a whirlwind, uh, just uh, trying to get to know the guys I inherited um, as well as uh, plugged a few transfers in uh, at mid-year. So just, just uh, wearing several different hats and then obviously (laughs) getting ahead on recruiting in this next class in this 24 class, which will obviously probably be um, our first true uh, signing class. So uh, pretty excited about that. Yeah, coach, you talk about, you know, getting there in January, you know, like I said, it was a, it was a whirlwind for the whole staff, uh, just trying to get acclimated and, and, you know, at the time, honestly, you know, Auburn's class was ranked like number 70, yeah. um, before coach freeze took over the job. And then by the time we finished the signing class, we ended up, you know, top 15, uh, which was a, a huge hurdle, but, you know, our past go back a little bit. I got a chance to meet you and use at West Georgia, yep. uh, you know, <laughs> uh years and years ago it seems like but you know yeah. now you're you're at Auburn got a chance to play a little golf with you a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. you know Josh actually was on my team yeah and uh, I, blew I, blew I, I, I blew it I had all I had to do <laughs> I, played fine the, I played fine the whole day and all I had to do was make probably like a five foot putt oh, and no. I missed it and Cadillac made it and that's oh why. no Lacking up getting lucky and hitting a five-foot putt. <laughs> he hadn't made a putt all day. He made that one. No doubt. <laughs> you know, we'll take out a loss. We'll get him back next we time. Will. We will. Uh, we'll get him back next time. <laughs> Coach, talk about just, uh, you know, like I say, you went you went through spring ball. Mm-hmm. You got a chance to see what you had to the linebacker group. And then you go out in this offseason and you bring in, you know, a guy like Larry Nitson. And then also we get a guy like Jalen McLeod from Appalachian State. It was a really good pass rusher. Uh, Just talk about, you know, the whole process of why we needed to continue to add guys to our roster at that point in time. Yeah, you know, the first thing, you know, Jalen will probably be primarily an edge guy. You know, I I probably Mm -hmm. won't have my hands on him too much. Um, But in that inside linebacker room, uh, we just didn't feel like we had a ton of depth. And – um just just you know you go back and watch the tape last year Owen Papo took 
uh, you know, like 90% of the snaps, you know, there wasn't a ton of rotating going on. And uh, I, I can't speak to why that was necessarily, but what I can say is, um, you know, we needed more depth because that's not how I want to run that room. You know, I want to have guys that can spell each other. You know, I'd like to have four guys that play near the same exact number of snaps and then have a couple more that play, maybe not quite that, but play some. Um, and then obviously linebackers are who you lean on heavily in, in special teams. You know, linebackers and DBs are on all your special teams units. So uh, we just needed more bodies and uh, experience. So uh, like I said, we, we got hired so late or I got hired so late we did not sign a high school linebacker in the previous class. So uh, we don't have anybody that's going to be down there redshirting, getting developed in the weight room and whatnot. So we said, well, then let's go get a very experienced player that can uh, have a great year for us. And then we'll be able to sign some good high school ones in the next class. Right. So uh, that's where I think Larry comes in. You know, he's a guy who's played a lot of football, um, you know, regardless of his athleticism, uh, just his experience and just his, you know, uh, production. I mean, I mean, he's tackled a lot. So, uh, just, uh, just that production is what I wanted and some leadership and he's brought that. So, uh, I'm excited about him and Austin keys had a really good spring. I think he's going to be a very good player that I think Auburn, uh, nation is going to be really, uh, excited about. And, uh, you know, I, I was real pleased with a lot of the guys. And I think there's a lot of guys that, didn't play a ton last year that that we inherited. They're going to have a good year. I think Eugene Asante is going to have a really good year. Um, yeah. He's had a great offseason. Uh, he's right. a guy that redshirted last year, had some things happen in his family and wanted to redshirt and get his mind right. And, man, he's had an incredible offseason. So uh, I think he's kind of a sleeper in our room uh, for sure. Yeah. You talk about production. You talk about leadership. And I think, you know, as Auburn gets more familiar with this coaching staff, looking at the pedigree of you guys and and the background, obviously you and, and even coach Roberts have run kind of fast paced defenses, creating mm -hmm. offensive mistakes. So dive in a little bit to that production piece of it. What specific skill sets did you come in and say, whether it's the guys we've currently got or the guys we're going to be looking for in the future, this is what I'm going to need to run the kind of defense that I think we're capable of. Uh, I think Coach Roberts will agree is we we want dynamic players. Mm -hmm. uh, we want players who can do multiple things. You know, this league um, has so many good coaches in it, um, so many good players that you really have got to have a big enough toolbox on defense to uh, attack them in different ways. Yeah. And if your players aren't dynamic, you can't do multiple things, right? You know, if we – you can't play with the old school – neck roll Mike linebacker anymore you know you got to have a guy who can play in the box but you also have a can cover who can pressure right. you can do all those things it's the same at DB you know you can't can't have a safety who can only play in the middle of the field you got to have one who can mm -hmm. come downhill and tackle as well and things like that so I think in all our position groups we were just looking for guys who were dynamic you know um and the, there's two ways to be dynamic one you got to be smart because it's a lot to learn okay and then two obviously the athletic ability and showing that on tape. So um, I think I think that's the main thing we looked for. Um, yeah. And then a matter of this spring, just evaluating, okay, what can they do? What can they, what can they not do, right? Because it's us as coaches is we're not going to try to fit a square peg in a round hole and say, this is the defense we run. These guys got to figure it out. Well, they got we got to figure out what they can do and what they're good at, and that's what we need to be doing. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, like I said, dynamic, creating turnovers, getting your hands on the balls, uh, yep. scooping scores. You know, those are things that can flip a game in a heartbeat. And when you talk about, you know, the guys that we do have, you know, this defensive line, you know, getting a Justin Rogers and a Mosaic Kite, uh, you know, Elijah McAllister, a lot of guys that came over in the portal, like you said before, we needed experience immediately uh, until our high school guys can can get signed and get developed. Uh our base defense is a 34 and coach Roberts defense. But when you think about, are there opportunities for us to go to different sets and games because of the talent that we have this year uh, from a deeper linebacker room with the guys we added. And then, you know, because we have a strong secondary, do that create us an opportunity to, to line up in different from game to game? It may be based off whatever the offense is good at. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, I think you said it, you know, when I was talking about dynamic players, I mean, Justin Rogers is a guy who can line up at, you know, at three technique or a four eye all the way down to a zero, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mo, um, he could be, he's so quick twitchy. He could play a five technique, uh, out, a defensive end spot all the way down to an inside position. And then I think, um, you know, for those listening, you know, the Jack linebacker that we use, you know, that's, that's like what most people would view as a NFL outside linebacker, right. you know, edge rusher, Von Miller type guy. Um, you know, we've got the ability, we could have only one of those out there. We could have two of them out there. We got three of them out there, you know? And so I think just the, the ability, uh, to move those guys around and have the flexibility week to week who we're playing and how we need to attack them. Um, I think that's why we needed, uh, some of those guys you just, you just rattled off. What is it you look for from a coaching standpoint to see how quickly some of the guys are developing the system or picking it up? Because that's going to be predicated on how much y'all can do from a defensive standpoint in the first couple of games. A hundred percent. You know, I think, you know, a huge part of that's in the summer. Um, You know, what work are they putting in to know it before we get to fall camp? Um, Because honestly, uh, if if they're waiting to fall camp to learn what to do, it's too late. Um, Because shoot, I mean, I think we play a game in 50 days or something like that. So, um, so I mean, it's we're going to, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. So, uh, and so, I mean, like fall camp and even in fall camp and even anything like Jason, like when me and you were playing, you know, back then fall camp was long, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. fall camp was, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like some old college are talking about two a days or whatever. And, but, <laughs> I'm not old by any means, but the, but just, you know, fall camp is so much shorter than it used to be because NCAA rules. So, yeah. You've got to get a lot of work done during the summer and uh, um, and, and learn what to do because uh, really we'd love to have everything installed on both sides of the ball during the summer uh, nearly twice. That way when you get to fall camp, they, this is the third time they're hearing it. So because, um, so, I mean, we're still having meetings with them periodically during the summer as well. So, uh, you know, I think – so I think what to answer your question, I think that evaluation starts now. Um, and then when we get to fall camp, I think it's about uh, not necessarily learning it, but what are they retaining o- from over the summer, you know? And uh, I think it's a big deal. Um, like I said, if we're going to be a multiple defense, then we've got to install at a fast pace uh, during fall camp because what you're doing is you're simulating how the season's going to be because week to week you're going to be changing things uh, for the opponents you're playing, right? So uh, that's kind of a simulation of understanding well, this guy's not going to be able to pick things up week to week or this guy definitely is and and all those things. So uh, you, you want to put a little pressure on them in fall camp in terms of how to learn things. You want to make it hard on them. Yeah. 
That is crazy how quickly it will be here. And it feels like the past six months has kind of flown by from our perspective. I can only imagine how you feel. But, you know, Coach Breeze has really made it a point to emphasize, even during the spring game, you know, this is going to take time. You know, Jason and I don't shy away from talking about what the past couple of years did to this program and and what it's going to take to return to what we all hope it can be, right? And Coach Freeze emphasizes patience is going to be required. That just is what it is. But one thing about Auburn fans, we all have hope every year. That is one thing that you know for sure. And I think that that's, you know, you can't manage a fan's expectation. You can't handle any of that but how do you manage your own expectations? You know, you guys come in a very capable coaching staff with one heck of a pedigree. You've brought in some guys that can be impact players right away. But like Coach Freeze emphasizes, these things do take time. How do you kind of manage the expectation of it's a marathon, not a sprint, but we could see progress quickly? Yeah, I think the old saying, how do you eat an elephant one spoon at a time? And and that's what we're <laughs> going to do. You know, you just got to chip away at it. And, yeah. Uh, and just take take it day by day. Um, and then and then just steady improvement, like you just said. Mm. You know, I think think that I think that might be the biggest one is we just got to get one percent better every day. If yeah. we're one percent better every day in 100 days, we'll be 100 percent better than we were. So mm. um, that's all that's all we got to do. And uh, so if we can just focus on not making the same mistake twice, whatever it may be on the field, off the field, different calls, whatever. Um, and that goes for us coaches too. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, we're, we're learning the lay of the land here and uh, and learning the lay of the land with our players and things like that. And uh, so we just got to focus on getting better every single day. We don't have to find a way to win the national championship on July the 12th, but we need to figure it out by the end of the season. You know? Yeah. So, um, and uh, we just need to chip away at it every single day and uh, just hold the standard uh, to our guys. There you go. Yeah. And Coach, talk about this real quick. Uh, you know, Auburn is a place that has a lot more eating spots than I did when I yeah. was in school. And, you know, <laughs> I've heard of, I've heard of a few. Have you had an opportunity, you and your wife, to, you know, pick out a couple of, of really good spots? But before you answer that question, can you give me one word that we think we should look for to describe this defense this year? Relentless. Oh, relentless. Um, I would hope I would hope when you watch us play, uh, you see us play uh, with a tenacity and a passion uh, that's relentless. I definitely I definitely would like to see that for sure. Yeah. Eating spots. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm a big barbecue guy. I love bow and arrow. I love okay. bow and arrow. I'll give a special shout out to bow and arrow. I love, okay. I love bow and arrow. So, um, man, I tell you what, a great brunch spot too is new uh, stacks over over on the over by Tumor's Corner, man. It just I've heard about that. Me you either. Need, you need to go hit it up. It's open. It's awesome. So, okay, it's good. So that those will be my two shout outs that are fresh in my mind. But okay. bow and arrow, you get a, go with bow and arrow and get the brisket tacos, and you may not eat another meal that day. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you are speaking Jason's language for sure. Game weekends. Uh, I would imagine you'll find him at one of those, but well, coach, thank you so much again for your time. And uh, we are very much looking forward to this upcoming season, seeing what all you guys accomplish and uh, ultimately just getting them out there on the field. So appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your summer. If you can even call it that. And uh, we'll see you come fall. Thank you. War Eagle. I appreciate it, coach. War Eagle.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.